0: Welcome to Words That Inspire with Dr. Janice monrose Modest, speaker, inspirational coach, and author of Refocused Twenty One, a twenty-one day fasting journal.
1: Here is part two of my No Limits Women's Conference that was held in Florida. We were talking about what we will be known for. So be inspired. So what did God tell Ezekiel? So let's, just, let's listen up. So this whole story in the Bible was put there for a reason. And now I'm sharing it with you because God wants to tell you the same story that he told Ezekiel. Because he wants you to get the same result that Ezekiel got. Okay? And so he says, um, God said, he says, speak it and see it. So he says, he asked, he asked him, he says, look at the, um, look at the bones. And he said, and Ezekiel looked at the bones. And of course, we know bones mean no life. And so here go Ezekiel. He looked at the bones. He saw no life. And then God says, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to speak to the bones. Now, let's think about it. The area you just wrote down, God is saying, it's, it has to be a dead area now. I don't want you to put any small little thing down there on the paper that you can do by yourself.
0: If you would like more resources so, um, on how to get God insight said, to and clarity but into God's plan and purpose God for your life, exactly visit our website at www.refocus21.com or email us at gospelofthekingdom at gmail.com.
1: Join her now be and specific. be inspired
0: to reach your greatest potential. Dr. Janice will be back in a moment with final words to wrap up the program, so stay with us. God has a master plan for your life, and we have resources available to help you get and stay on the path to success in your relationships, health, and finances. In addition to the 21-day fasting journal, we have also made available a 12-month vision planner, which includes weekly goals, to-do list, and inspirational scriptures to keep you motivated to achieve your goals all year round. Just go to www refocus 21.com that's the number 21 refocus 21.com slash planner right now she's back with her final words of inspiration
1: for the i'll never thank you so for joining us tonight for words
0: that inspire have you, you have you been listening to your inspirational coach you dr me, janice monrose modest author of hunter, refocus yeah. 21 so a 21-day fasting journal on. That's the Join one, her weekly uh, for God inspiration to, to, to propel you into with. your God-ordained but, um, destiny.
1: After Need additional resources?
0: Go to www.refocus21.com really or email right us at gospelofthekingdom@outlook.com. at outlook.com uh,
1: Stay tuned for more Gospel come of the Kingdom with a plan coming up. That you can leave with and that we pray over. But this is laying the foundation for that. I don't want to jump into this because if we just jump in and I try to just push you through. You don't have the capacity to believe for that yet. So I want you to just kind of just flow with me and just think and just pray through it. So every question I ask, you say, Holy Spirit, show me what I need to write down. Okay? Because you want this to be meaningful to you. Remember, it's God's spirit that's speaking. He wants a change in you. That's why he brought you here. And the same thing for Ezekiel. He, he told Ezekiel, he knew Ezekiel had lost hope, he knew that Ezekiel had given up on the promise, and so he gave Ezekiel this story that I'm sharing with you today. So he showed him the bones, and then God says specifically, this is what I want you to tell, tell the bones. I want you to tell the bones to grow back flesh. I want you to tell the bones to, um, what else did he say to, to tell the bones? Anybody have the? He said to breathe, but before he said to breathe... He said, grow back sinews, which is muscles. So he wanted him to grow back flesh, grow back muscles. And I'm reading this, I'm like, this is kind of, why is God using this? But he was trying to tell him what he needed to do. Because what you speak is what you see. And so he wanted him to speak. He said, prophesy. And when we use the word prophesy, we're thinking of like this big prophet coming down. But prophesy just means to speak. And so he told Ezekiel to speak to that area of his life and tell it to do this, 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 and this. He was specific. He said, do A, B, C, and D. So if you, if you have a plan, um, Proverbs 21.5, it says, hard work, good planning, sorry, and hard work leads to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts leads to poverty. So we're not here for a hasty shortcut, trying to get to where we want to go fast so we can move on to the next thing. No, we want to stay in the plan that God has for us so that we could live a life of significance, okay? A life where it's when you leave, there's a void, okay? And then because of your legacy, someone will step in and fill that void that, that you have, have left behind in their own way because everyone has their own talent, their own gifts, and we don't want to, I don't want yours, and I know you don't want mine. So we all have our gifts based on our struggles and our experiences, our backgrounds, etc. cetera. All right. So we have, um, so the next one is expect and listen. So that's why we're here today. So we're here to expect to hear and we want to expect so we can listen to what it is that God said. So God told him, speak to the dry bones. And then when he's, after he said that, Ezekiel stopped and he listened and he did it. He spoke to the 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 bones because when God gives you something to do it never makes sense it doesn't make sense at first if you think about some things um, Nelson Mandela said it's always impossible until it's done and so God wants you to step out and do the impossible I want you to step out of your comfort zone and just open your your you know your mind's eye and just kind of see how great and grand God wants to make you so he can make himself known to be great and grand, okay? A lot of times we don't wanna see ourselves great and grand because somebody else, imagine if I came to to you, Rhonda, you never saw me before and I told you, I am great. Well, what are you gonna think about me? Like, "Mm, is she crazy? What about if I come to you and I said, I'm going to be known around the world For XYZ. I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be known. I'm going to be great. I'm going to help millions of people. What are you going to say about me? She's crazy. Who does she think she is? So that's the mind game that the enemy plays with us. Just like when I said earlier, you know, God's plan for you is health, wellness, uh, prosperity, and none of us could really see ourselves there. Because the enemy knows that if you can't see yourself there, you won't get there. So if you don't see yourself great, you'll never be great. You have to see what God is showing. So Ezekiel had to see before it actually happened. He had to walk through and see the bones growing back. And as he spoke it, if I say a dog, you guys would just think of a dog. What if I said a brown dog? Does your image start to change? What about if I say a small brown dog? Do you see everything I say? Your mind picks it up. And so you have to know that what you speak over your life or over yourself, that's what you're gonna pick up and that's what you're going to become. And so the enemy knows this, so he don't want you walking around saying, oh, I am great. I'm going to have, um, I'm going to have a school with um, over all the countries in Haiti. I'm just picking on you, Mo. <laughs> All the, all the provinces in Haiti, I'm gonna start at one school, I'm gonna go to two, I'm, then I'm gonna go to the different islands in the Caribbean. Do you think the enemy's gonna say, oh yeah, you go for it? The first thing he's gonna do is tell you, that don't make sense. How can you, from this small place that nobody heard of, expect that you're gonna do something that great? That's because we focus on ourselves too much. So I want us to take our focus off of ourselves for a minute and put it on God. Because that's where the no limits comes from. So now let's go back to what we were talking about, with what you wrote down about you felt that you would never be able to do or never be able to att- attend to. I don't okay, if you're a coach, if you're an at home mom, you'd be the best at home mom ever. But while you're at home, that's not it. I'm not, you don't, the, the one thing that I always teach is balance. So, you have to be balanced in your relationships, in your health, and in your finances. So, if you see that you're going after this goal and it's hurting your family, you need to recheck because you're going out of balance. You're going out of God's plan that He has for your life. And sometimes the enemy sends, there's a, know the difference between a dream. You, you might have to write some of this down. I'm giving you a lot of information. So, when you go home, you can mull over it. There's a difference between a dream and a distraction. Some of us have a distraction and we think it's a dream. So the enemy sends these things that look so glorious. Um, You know, I wanna be able to do this, this, and then if your marriage is suffering for it, you need to think again. If I'm not saying to make it distract you, but you need to be careful that you're balanced and you know the difference between a dream and a distraction because sometimes, sometimes that, that happens. All right, so the next thing that God told Ezekiel, after Ezekiel wrote everything down and say, you know, had the whole picture. After Ezekiel had the whole picture, it was only after that God said, okay, now breathe into it. So sometimes we wanna jump into a goal that we have and we don't even know what we're doing. It's like, what What are you doing? Do, do you have a plan? Do you know where you're going? Do you know what you're doing? It just looks good because everybody's doing it. So, hey, let me just do it too. So, just think about um, not just what you said, I will never be. And we're looking at all areas now. We're looking at our health, our finances, and our relationship with God and with others. Okay? And so, after that, he said, they, they had a, they, a noise came. He heard a sound. And there was another scripture in the Bible that talks about a sound. And that was an ax. Because the people prayed and they asked for boldness. And after they prayed, there was a sound. And when the sound came, that's when the breakthrough came. Because that's when they heard something. So when we say the word breakthrough, how many of you know that the breakthrough is right here? The breakthrough is in your mind all you need is one good idea and that could change the course of your life all you need is one change of thought to go from I can just barely make it I'm taking care of my family I'm taking care of my children to you know what I'm gonna change the world we believe that when we're little but when we get older we lose hope and so I want you to realize that even when you lose hope it's okay Because we know Ezekiel, he have a book in the Bible named after him. And he's sitting there feeling hopeless. And he felt like, man, God, you promised me this and I don't see it coming. And so I love this part right here. Verse 12, it says, God said, and it wasn't just for Ezekiel. He gave it to him for others. So this is what God gave to me. And I'm just sharing it with you. So I'm taking it for me first, and I'm sharing it out with you. But this is what God told Ezekiel, and then He shared it out with others. Um, so God said, "Those who say our hope is lost, we are old, weary, and worn." God is saying to tell them, "You listening to Ezekiel, mm-hmm. this great man talking about? He's he's old, he's weary." And I'm probably sure, you know, back in those days, they walked a lot. And when he said he's old, he probably looked better than, than he probably looked 23, talking about he's old. But um, he said, uh, so God is saying to them, so think about your situation that you wrote down that you have given up on and that later on we're going to pray some more and you're going to be able to seek more clearly. I, I wrote some things down. Some of us, we went through health failure. We've had um, difficult marriages. Our marriages probably ended in, or we're still in, unfaithfulness. Um, somebody may have passed away who we believed in. Uh, we may have gone through ba- bankruptcy, or just a, just a tough time, or whatever it is that you had written down earlier about your obstacles. Uh, this is what God said in verse 12, after he said, Tell them, those who are saying that our hope is lost, those who are saying that dream I had to open this, um, this gym, I'm just picking something. I remember when I was uh, 15, I went for an interview and they said, What do you want to do when you grow up? I said, Open a gym.
0: <laughs> I
1: don't know where that came from, but I said, Okay, I said it. So one day I will own a gym. So um, don't expect me to be the instructor, though. <laughs> but who knows? I need to dream bigger. All right, so this is verse 12. It says, Tell them. This is God speaking, so we need to listen up. He said, tell them, pay attention. Look to what I am doing. He said, I am, this is verse 12b. He says, I am raising up your dreams, and I'm bringing you into your promise. So when I read that, I thought, oh my gosh. So God is speaking to that dry area. If you didn't come here with a dry area, actually, just a heads up. If you think you didn't come here with a dry area, you came here with a dry area. And what God is saying is, for those of you who thinks that all hope is lost, he says, pay attention. And then he said, to look to what I am doing. He is doing something. In whatever area in your life you're struggling through your business, you're struggling, you're pushing through with your health, whether you have arthritis or whatever it is that's keeping you, keeping you back. I call an arthritis because it's getting kind of chilly here, and I can feel it in my bones. (laughs) So hey, this is for me as well. So God is saying that I am raising you up. I am raising up your dreams. I was wondering why he said I'm raising up your dreams. You know what that means? He's elevating your thinking because he don't, unless he elevates your thinking, you can't do what he wants you to do because your thinking is too small if you can if you're like okay um you know you're smart and your parents have money and you say okay i'm gonna do a big feat i'm gonna graduate from high school like really <laughs> that's what we do we like we pick these things that we know we could do by ourselves and we say oh you know you, you know you can do um what's something that some of us know that we can do you know you can dance for example and we're saying, okay, you know what I'm going to do? We keep, we keep it small. We say, oh, I'm going to dance in church. Is that it? That's, a, that's just a goal. That's not the big dream. God might call you to dance before millions and um, even to perform. Because then he knows when you perform, you're going to say his name. You're going to say, it's because of God I'm here. I want us to think about this. God needs a little, that's what being a Christian means, you're a little Messiah. So God needs a bunch of little messiahs running around, like little minions, doing his good work. Because the enemy have his bunch of minions out, you know, telling you negative things. I don't have to pump you on that one because you guys said yes, loud and clear for that one. (laughs) Because we, we know that's true. And so for, for us, I want you to remember what God is saying. He said, pay attention and look at what I'm doing. I am raising up your dreams and I'm bringing you into your promise. And these are not empty words because I got a lot of confirmation because God, something must be going on in the atmosphere that God is saying, look, I need some people. I need some people who would step up. You need to step up to the place you have to be known for something. And I keep saying that because I want you to get it in your head that you need to be known for something. So being small and trying to be insignificant. What's the word? The word is bold. Once the, once the children, um, the Christians in Acts, the early Christians, once they pray for boldness, signs and wonders happen. If we need a breakthrough, that's going to take the supernatural. So you can't have the breakthrough if you're not believing for a breakthrough. So I need somebody who wants to step up and um, break, push through that small dream that you have. Do I have any takers on that? (laughs) Awesome. Give yourself a hand for that. What? So we absolutely need some takers. And this is just something briefly that I want you to do. I want you to realize this, that it's not going to be like it was before. So whatever you did before, take it out of your mind. God always says he's going to do a new thing. Because what you did before didn't work, did it? Okay, so we know it didn't work. So let's not do that again. So this time we're going to dream so big and so high that we will have to listen. And that we will have to speak the steps. And we walk you through the steps um, at the next session. But this one is just for you to realize that, you know what? I do need to push through. I do need to, to listen to what God is saying. He says, pay attention. He says, look to what I'm doing. I am raising up your dream. So before you were saying, I want to start like my, uh, like the masses foundation. I'm just thinking of having a, um, a center for women where they can have a continuum of services and they can do, um, you know, We have, like, coaching, but also we have finances, help them start their own business or their own ministry. But most of all, their own business, because we see that the the lady, um, she didn't even give her a name. They said the lady with the pot of oil. And the, the, the prophet came to her and says, hey, she said, I need money for my kids. I need to take care of my home. And you know what he did? He just planted a business right in her lap. And the business was successful. And it it said you can live the rest, you and your children, which means she had enough for retirement. It was such a lucrative business that she had enough for retirement. So um, if it was just for her, she would think, oh, you know, let me just try. You know, she's going to the prophet and he for him to give her $10. That's not what God wants to do. He didn't want to give you $20 to get out of your bind he wants to give you an idea something that can keep growing exactly so that you could even hire other people all of a sudden you're significant because then you'll be thinking oh my gosh all these people are reliant on me for for their you know for their sustenance and um i know when we had the daycare in mascot and god forbid it had to close but it's not dead it looks dead but it's not surprise god says pay attention um and so when i was when it's about to close i thought man what are these ladies gonna do they're gonna have to go find new jobs and so at that moment i realized wow having a business is really a ministry you get to take care of families and so the enemy of course he's going to make you think that you can't have a big business or he's gonna make you it's okay to start small but remember God have something great yes. for you. So if you start with selling makeup or whatever, don't belittle that, but don't, don't limit yourself to that. Right. You, you can say, okay, I started with this makeup brand and God bless Mary Kay, but then you need to be your own person mm-hmm. and you need to make your own mark. You can use her to get where you need to get to, but my point is I want you to think of yourself as that person who touch millions of lives in whatever area God has called you. Now, I know I called Mary King. I like to call these names out. So I don't want you to say, um, oh, she'll be the next Oprah Winfrey, or I'll be the next, um, who do I have here? Joyce Meyer. These are all people I like. Uh, Beth Moore. Who, who are the other people you guys like? Sorry. Priscilla Shire. I know I can't be a Priscilla Shire. She had too much energy. <laughs> She just be hard, but I love to listen to her cuz I get. I get fed when I when I listen to her. But what what would I look like standing here trying to be like Priscilla Shire? I'd be I'd be miserable, I'd be tired, I'd be panting, you know? Or what will I be like if I try to be like Oprah? I don't want to be like Oprah. I want to call the name of Jesus. I want to say this is what it is. I want to be I want to inspire you the I'm not saying she doesn't inspire you the real way. I want to inspire you using biblical principles and telling you where to find it and telling you who you are in God. Not just who you are in the universe, but who you are in God. Because a lot of times we kind of focus on ourselves. I'm not you know, saying anything negative necessarily, but I want us to focus on, on that. Because that's, that's the biggest barrier. And I won't be able to get through to you unless I'm able to change your mindset. And God can't get through to you unless you drop some of the the mindsets that you came in with. So I need you guys to just relax, take a deep breath, and just think about what God is saying to you through his word. Because everyone is going to get something different from what I said today. Because everyone needs something different. Everyone has a different um, dry area in their lives. So... What I came up with is I found this out. Uh, when you read uh, Romans chapter, um, chapter 4, verse 13, this is what God says. He says, call the things that be not as though they were. So God is saying, just like with Ezekiel, he saw the dry bones. Did he say dry bones? Did God say, okay, Ezekiel, here's the dry bones. Tell the dry bones be dry. Did he, Did he, he didn't say that. You don't look over your business and say, oh, my business is small. Why are you saying, is that what God said? God says he's going to multiply you in the same Ezekiel 37. He says, um, once Ezekiel did what he said, he told Ezekiel, okay, great. You saw what I said. You spoke what I said. Now I'm going to do what I said. Listen to what I'm saying. God says, I'm going to do what I've said. He told Ezekiel what to say. But then he still turn around and say, that's what he said. Yeah. So we need to realize that when we speak, is God speaking through us. Amen. And then we be careful about what we speak. If, if you know, when you, when you know that when you speak something, it happens. Yeah. So we need to get to, we need to absolutely get to that point. So Romans 4, God says, call those things. Now, it gets a bad rap. Because people say, name it, claim it, whatever, whatever. And I hear, uh, this girl on Facebook says, the Bible never said, name it, claim it. I thought to myself, Romans 4, 13. It says, call the things that be not as though they were. When God looked out at the universe. Oh, no, it wasn't a universe yet. When he looked out at the darkness, at the void. Did he say, ooh, what darkness? <laughs> did he say Darkness. He, did, he didn't say void because it was he's calling the things that is not there and he's calling it into being. So when God looked out of the darkness, he says, light, be. And then the light came. So if you already have light, if you already have something, why are you calling what you have? He says, call the things that is not there and call it into being. That's what Ezekiel did. And that's what we want for you to do today. So you're going to look at your dry area. and You're not going to no longer go home and say, my kids are a mess. I don't, I don't like when people say that. Because when you, to me, if you say that, that's what you're speaking over <laughs> your kids. I just, that's just something I, I'm glad I got a hold of these words earlier. Listening to my favorite, um, I love Kenneth Copeland. And he kind of taught me a lot about what you're saying. So good thing I listened to him before my kids came so that I knew not to say, oh, you are bad. Oh, uh," you know, just just saying things and say, oh, my kids are such a mess. They are so, nope, I would not say that. And especially if they are, it says call those things which are not. (laughs) So if they're a mess, I can imagine if my mom had give up on me. I, I have a proof here. I have a couple of siblings here, but I was such a terror. Can you imagine if my mom said, oh my gosh, Janice, you're going to be, she probably thought it a lot of times because I, it was, um, I said this joke before, my sisters in the back, a couple years ago, she, I, we were talking, I said, yeah, because my parents were missionaries, they used to go to different islands to do missionary work, and I, we were talking, and um, I said, oh, yeah, my parents would do missionary work, but whenever they go out to do work, um, they would, it was nine of us well seven at a time some got older so it was, a, it was a bunch of us and so I said they would send everybody to different homes when they went away and so I thought this all the time my sister said no it was only you <laughs> I thought wait it was only me everybody else stayed home she was like yeah it was only you and then the only time I thought back and I said, I remember that whenever my mom was sick and she couldn't go to church, for example, that I would be the only one home with her. I was like, why would she send me? So I know I was a terror. I was a terror. So I know I got, I don't know how, how I made it through, but um, I made it through. I have some uh, co-workers here as well and I told them the joke about I, kindergarten. My sister came. She dropped me off because my mom had a smaller one than me. She brought me into kindergarten. I looked around and I thought, mm, I don't think I like this. So I went home. And so from that time all the way through kindergarten, first grade, I would just cut school like it was nothing. And people would be like, where did you go? I was like, I just stood by the daycare had some bushes I would sit there when I was hungry she gave me a little we used to call it a lunch kit I would eat my lunch and when everybody was coming home I'd just go home <laughs> I, I didn't get busted till second grade but <laughs> but nonetheless but my mom didn't give up on me so she did. she didn't she didn't hopefully she called those things which were not as though they were so she saw something that Only a mom could see. And that's the same thing with God. God is seeing in you only what He could see. And He needs for you to be able to see the same thing that He's seeing as well.
0: Thank you for joining us tonight for Words That Inspire. You have been listening to your inspirational coach, Dr. Janice Monrose-Modest, author of Refocus 21, a 21-day fasting journal. Join her weekly for inspiration to propel you into your God-ordained destiny need additional resources? Go to www.refocus21.com.